I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Riley Hamilton. And I'm Amy Scarlotta. And this is Turtle Time Breaking News. Amy. Riley. Well, that was nice. That one was good. I kept it low key. That was awesome. I kind of went uh, fully full force and you kind of kept it a little <laughs> short and sweet. Yeah, this is a uh, special edition Friday. We yeah. do sometimes. Right. We need new, I think we need new music for that. We should. Like, you know, like breaking news. We yeah. did that before, didn't we? We did that for... When the trailer came out. Okay, yeah. Right? It was like, do, 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 do. What the hell happened to that? That was just, that was awesome. We Maybe. should do the 60 minutes uh, tick, tick, tick sound. Yeah, wait. And you know, it's not um, a foregone conclusion. I could possibly add that in. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like that could be a retroactive thing that I edit into the Oh, yeah, that's program. true. Maybe we'll talk for 60 minutes. Let's do that. Let's do that. Instead of three hours, let's do a quick, fast-paced, as if we're sort of Mike Wallace yeah. and Lowell Bergman or whatever. What's that? It would that? be like, uh, and I'm Amy Scarlotta, and this is 60 Minutes. Yeah, that's sort of what that breaking news one that we did was. We yeah. sort of already had that. And plus, we were just talking about The Insider, which is about 60 minutes. It's all coming together. This is great. So the reason why Amy and I are gathered here on a sacred <laughs> Friday when we never normally record, unless it's a Patreon, yeah. is that there is so much news in the universe, Bravo universe, that this thing is, it's hot, hot, hot off the presses <laughs> and we need to react to it. But not only that, the news is hot off the presses, piping hot, but also we were going to do this just for Summer House. Yeah. Because Summer House is piping hot. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Shocking. Those ratings need to get up. I know. Okay. I, I, I made a plea to everyone when I discussed <laughs> Summer House on TikTok. I said, it's time to start watching because things are going really good over there. Yeah. Um, I'm literally Mr. Burns with my hands being like, excellent. I almost never thought that you would have this like, um, what's that called when you're vindicated fully? Like, yeah, this is like the ultimate vindication for everything that you've been saying. And I've been sort of with you, you know, yeah. on this same path, like Schadenfreude. 
it's schadenfreude. That's what they call it. And I can't believe that Lindsay served us up some schadenfreude within the second episode of this season of Summer House. Like, yeah, on a silver platter. And one of the worst things, objectively, that she's ever done. Yeah, she really lost her damn mind. I don't know what she was thinking. This should have been her glorious wedding season. She should have been like, you know, I'm not going to ruffle any feathers. I'm not going to make waves. I fully want to get everybody into my orbit to rally around my wedding. But no, she had to do one of the worst things she's ever done. (laughs) Yeah, I have theories. We will get into it. Okay, let's do it. So first, let's talk about the news, which is almost as powerful as this episode of Summer House, where um, first off, I think on a... Uh, well, first, I think we should talk about the Jackson Brittany um, yeah. news. So, where where do you lie in terms of your mind and of what you know to be the case with Jackson Brittany now? Um, so I heard they're separating, not divorcing, but she's moved into a rental. Yes, um, I know a lot of people think it's bullshit. Uh, so that we'll all watch the Valley, which, um, I mean, them breaking up doesn't make me want to watch the show more personally but it does i guess bring attention to them so yeah yes yeah for sure so there you can't not take into account that this is happening uh 19 days (laughs) before you know 18 days before their show premieres i think anyone who's conspiracy minded or skeptical of you know sort of like publicity stunts yeah you have to factor in the fact that why are we learning all of this right now right right before the valley but then counter to that i don't know if britney would be so what's that called um like let her marriage and her home life actually have this much scrutiny scrutiny (laughs) at a time you know at at a time where um i don't know it, it allows for them to look I guess like things are not good. I don't know if she'd ever fake fake that. Like yeah. it's it's sort of I feel like the home life and the sanctity of her home life is is very uh, personal to her. And I don't know if she would be a part of a game to mm-hmm. to you know like moving yeah, out of the house with for a, a month. kid. Like how does that work? Is are they going to do like split custody then? Like that's gnarly. Yeah. So I I I think Brittany's um, actions in this like jacks i'm completely skeptical of anything he does and i don't believe anything he ever says but britney being uh involved in this makes me think that there's more validity to it right yeah it's also potentially that whatever the show mucked up uh put a wedge between them yeah but like when was the valley was filming from like july to like august or september so I don't know if really we're going to find out that like whatever happened in the Valley is even connected to this because right. this didn't happen until like late January, early February. Right. But she just, the newest update is that Jax came out of the gym last night with paparazzi, you know, following him. And he said that she was back in the house and that things were going much better. Um, and he was like, yeah, she was out of the house, but now we're really working on our marriage and there's no chance of a divorce. But then just this morning, there's photos, paparazzi photos of Brittany out with like moving out of their house. So she says, a source close to her says that Jax um, misconstrued Brittany going to the house last night. She was actually just picking up all of her shit to go to a new place because so she's been gone for a month and then that lease ended and now she's getting a new rental property to prolong their separation. Uh-oh. Yeah. So did you hear that part of it? <laughs> I saw the photos of her, um, yeah, like in a driveway or whatever, but I didn't know the ins and outs. But 
I mean, yeah, Jax can't be trusted for any details. No, he is an absolute liar. And also <laughs> he um, doesn't even, I don't think, maybe this is like to his benefit or not calling him full-blown liar, but I don't think he actually remembers anything that happens to him accurately. Yeah. I think he's like the worst uh, unreliable narrator. Yeah. I mean, if they break up, him and Sandoval can hit the town in he, shorts. Well, those three... Like the boys will be going out and having fun again? Yeah, they'll have like no one else to turn to. <laughs> I feel like Jax, well, yeah, like you said, Jax has no credibility yeah. with anything he says. I, I'm taking my cues from what Brittany says about this, and I have to believe that Brittany would not be so, um, like, want to sully their marriage in the world's eyes and for her child to yeah. play along with a Jax Taylor like sort of balloon boy-esque hoax. <laughs> She's a good Christian woman. Yeah, so do you are you feeling the same way as me that maybe we have to take our cues from Britney and trust Britney a little bit more? Yeah, I mean I just I I don't necessarily I don't see the benefit necessarily of them staging this for the show. Like I don't think that's going to work, but I don't know. I also like don't really give a shit about their relationship um, <gasps> at all. Oh. <laughs> so oh no! If they break up, I'll be like, okay. Yeah, I was thinking like the like people are saying. You know, people I think more think that this is a publicity stunt, but the odds are that Jax did do something horrible in their relationship, and Brittany doesn't trust him and wants to be out of the house with him. Right? Like if. Before the Valley, if we would have known that if we would have heard this news story, we would have assumed, oh, man, this was like a ticking time bomb. Jax at one point always was probably going to, you know, I don't know, like they we already thought that their marriage was sort of built on a foundation of sand. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what they would do, what she would do after. Like, would if they get divorced, will she live in L.A. still? That's a big question. I mean, she loves the valley i heard her talking about how much she loves the valley and she loved you know filming again so if there was a world where valley season two picked back up i think she would want to be a part of it but have a um you know ariana narrative you mm -hmm. know like i'm a part of the valley but it's going to focus on me and jack's separating so i think she would stay in la man all of these uh home ownership debacles like everyone bought I don't know. I think, didn't they move at the same time as everyone else? Like everyone moved during like COVID era and got those great interest rates. Yes. Like keep your marriage together for the interest rate. Yeah. Ariana and Tom <laughs> moved first to Valley Village, right? And then everyone did it right after them. Katie yeah. and Schwartz, uh, Jax and Brittany. Remember Jax was uh, commenting on like how shitty Tom's house was when he would mm -hmm. go visit it. No furniture. Yeah, there's no furniture. So I think... I am more on the side, like you said, that this is too big of an endeavor. If they wanted a little bit of like scandal, they could have gone much like much more sort of low impact. Like have Jax be like with a like a hoodie over his head, like in a dark corner, whispering to someone in their ear. Like there there's a way easier ones to add mm -hmm. to to like make this mysterious but then also have plausible deniability when it goes wrong this is right. pretty big and they were not you went to Jax's studio city last night thinking they would be there as they said and they were not yes yeah so i went to Jax's studio city par partly because uh i wanted to have you know exclusive reporting for this episode <laughs> and i thought like 
wouldn't it be the wildest thing in the world if Jax and Brittany actually showed up to their advertised trivia night yeah. in the midst of all this thing? And then we would know potentially either if it was a hoax or if it was real because like maybe they're like having a very acrimonious trivia game. And I'd be like, whoa, things don't seem good. But they didn't go to the trivia night. So it was a lost opportunity for me as a witness to anything. But it's sort of in my mind confirmed a little bit that that you know, things are bad that they didn't go to this advertised thing that they said yeah. they'd be at. Was it, did it straight up say they were going or they just tagged, which is an implication that they would be there? I think, again, they had, they were able to probably use an excuse that, yeah, we get tagged in it. It's our bar. Right. But definitely That's the implication for me was that if they're tagged, that they'd be going and Jack's reposted it or whatever. Right. So I just thought that, it, I thought, I thought there was a chance that Jax would show up in the midst of this, like that maybe him and Brittany were on the, the wrong page about what, you know, where they were at, which it does seem like they are on the wrong page of where they're at. Jax yeah. <laughs> said he thinks things are going good. Brittany said they're going very, very bad. Um, but anyway, it, trivia night was fun. So it wasn't a full like lost opportunity. I just wanted to, you know, potentially be there in case I witnessed some wild shit, but Did they didn't win? go. We got in fourth place but we were doing really really good but then this one round it was all of the astrological signs all the symbols for the astrological uh. signs we had no clue and it we were on a huge uptick almost to second place and then that dropped us like to dog shit uh. fourth Okay. So yeah, our team name was Save Their Marriage, <laughs> and uh, the the person who was reading it, uh, he loved it. He goes, "They're talking about Jax Taylor's marriage, everybody." <laughs> so it's kind of there was a little bit of fun camaraderie yeah. there, and trivia was actually fun at Jax's Studio City. But I didn't get the exclusive scoop that right. I wanted. Okay, well, I guess more to come on that one. Uh, to me, that's not the juiciest of this week's news. I would say Rachel's lawsuit against. It's officially against Tom and Ariana, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of strays in this lawsuit. A lot of other people and enterprises that are implicated in this. Uh, Evolution, Bravo, Andy Cohen, James Kennedy. Uh, who else? I don't know. There's, there's, like, there's a lot of LVP. allegations. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of allegations, but I think specifically the only people that are actually being sued are Tom and Ariana mm -hmm. for their actions surrounding the FaceTime video yeah. that Tom Sandoval allegedly secretly recorded without her consent and that allegedly Ariana, once she saw that on his phone on March 1st, yep. which is where that's one that's year. Today. That's today. <laughs> we're one year since uh, you and I went to TomTom Tom and witnessed this uh, happen. Um, she says that Ariana potentially, she alleges that Ariana shared that video, either sent it to Rachel or sent it to herself or potentially sent it to other people in their orbit because she says that she knows people that have remarked on the contents within that they wouldn't have known that had not Ariana sent it to someone. But these are, again, I'm saying allegedly completely because this is yeah. just we only can take Rachel's statements. You know, that's yeah. what we're, we're remarking on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird because, first of all, so it's, yeah, like you said, it's been a year. So it's like, why now? I think, I think one year anniversary. <laughs> but that's like cuckoo. What do you? Oh, okay. Here, here's this is this is uh, this is devil's advocate. This is worst theory. I'm being. This is a very delicate thing to talk about. You know, right? Yeah. This is like this is delicate. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I don't think I should say it. 
<laughs> I think I think Rachel Levis. I'm sorry, Ra- Rachel. When you watch this, this is this is Devil's Advocate. I don't know how to say this. This is hard. Okay, I think that I think that Rachel has gotten to the point now where her path forward has dramatically changed since she made all of her decisions post Scandaval and the road in the future that she thought she could navigate has sort of changed tremendously since her initial uh you know ra- justification for what she wanted to do and this is the last straw uh-huh like this is this is full um like burn every bridge right i'm telling the final word of my story and it's a lawsuit and every allegation that i've been hiding or or withholding to not ruin anybody's lives is now out here because not only is it tom and ariana implicating this thing there are details regarding james kennedy Mm -hmm. and ariana of what she knew about scandal that are Huge accusations. Yeah. So I think, I don't know what got Rachel to this point. I don't know why, because nothing in her podcast, I've been listening to her podcast, nothing led me to think that she was getting ready to do this. Mm -hmm. So in the last few days, something changed about the way she wanted to navigate her life post Scandaval, I think. Yeah. That's the thing that's so weird when you read it through. Like, there's so many, there's all of these, um, like... Um, categories like it's like the first one is the hostile and unsafe working environment on Vanderpump rules yes so but that's not what the lawsuit is about the lawsuit is strictly about revenge porn law Um, you know like distributing sexual video of someone without their consent which is very specific so it should really only entail the details of how that video was created that she didn't know that it was being recorded that it was texted to X, Y, and Z right. and sh- shown to people that she had no you know, say over. But it's like a million pages long and it goes over like Andy Cohen at the reunion, yeah. Lisa defending James's behavior, yeah. James and acting disgusting um, and then thus their breakup and all this other stuff that I'm like, why is that in here? It's technically irrelevant. Right. So this is where I, you know, like, I don't know anything about the law. Not (laughs) one thing about the law. And I don't know how lawsuits work. And even you saying technically that the only ones implicated are Tom and Ariana, and that's who's being sued for a specific statute or whatever. I didn't even know that, you know, like, but that's the truth. But I think the rest of the things is like to just provide context and just to add like the alternate history of what Rachel thinks happened you know, for Scandaval. So, but I don't know why those two things are wedged together. And I don't know why Bravo and Evolution and Andy Cohen aren't, uh, you know, sued for like right. workplace violations or whatever else it's she's giving, alleging. I'm going to keep circling back to the insider. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, the thing that happens in that movie is that um, he has, the whistleblower has a gag order from the tobacco industry um, that he can't share their trade secrets, even though it's a public health violation. So their idea legally is to have him um, like testify. And then that means uh, that once it's there's a, a trial or like once it's in a court document, that's public knowledge. So I feel like she's using this as like instead of doing like a 
Vanity Fair piece or something like that. She's like leaking all of her dirt through this document that she knows that everyone's going to read. You're right. That's that's (laughs) that's exactly what it is. Wow. Good thing you watched The Insider uh, this week. It keeps being relevant. No, no, you're you're exactly right. It was a way to wedge in her theory of what happened through her eyes. Scandaval. This is this is Rachel's version. Scandaval. Rachel's version. And you're right. She's just adding what she wanted to say about her general theory about what happened so that everyone would read it, but then still connect it to an actual lawsuit. Yeah, like it's like grounded and serious because it's in this like official complaint. Yeah. But when you read it, it's also written very salaciously, which feels very like Trumpy, where it's like, why is it, you know, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of an example. No, you're right. It's like preyed on by an older man. (laughs) And it said, it says, Ariana, this is the vengeance of a scorned woman. He uses a lot of, um, what's that called? (laughs) Sort of um, provocative language purposefully to make this sound much, well, it's bad, but you know what I mean? Just like try to add more language to make it. Yeah. Like it's not like dry in the way you would assume a legal document would be. It's very... um, spicy and then when people like most people reported on this everyone i mean this is a big deal like deadline everybody reported on this but they just said the first two paragraphs that pertain to the lawsuit but then there's the general allegations which you just talked about and it's the alternate timeline and i'm just going to say what's in there because i think it's important rachel alleges well, she, she puts it in context of what she was going through um, during season 10 filming, like the kind of nightmare that it was for her and like the excessive drinking. But she says that she says why her and James broke up, which this was a huge question. Yeah. She says that that Thanksgiving dinner from hell <laughs> that we've talked about so many times yeah. where apparently Rachel's mom commented on James's dick size, <laughs> grandma buttons. I don't, I forget what the hell she grandma buttons was, said, <laughs> grandma buttons was turning around in circles, <laughs> screaming with a knife in her hand. Thanksgiving dinner from hell. In addition to that, James, unfortunately called Rachel's mom a fat bitch. We know that. So in addition to that, James got so um, outraged and had an aggressive outburst and kicked the family dog four times in front of the entire family. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I mean, it, I mean. That sounds like beyond. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't like call the cops or something. Um, But that's, I assume, why what she was alluding to this whole time about him being a bad dog owner or why she wouldn't want Graham to end up in his care. And she has always been purposefully, uh, I can't say the right word, obfuscating what were the real reasons for why she considers James an awful dog parent and also the real reasons for why they broke up. We never really got a good story there. Right. Um, and then also she alleges that um, James uh, physically assaulted Kristen and that that was covered up by Lisa Vanderpump, mm-hmm. which this is also something that has been um, rumors have been circling about James. Uh, that's a physical assault, right? That's what it's considered physical assault. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there has been rumors circ- circ- like, cause Kristen alluded to this at a certain point. She said that there is something that James Kennedy has done that like he should be fired for, but she didn't want to say it. Mm-hmm. And so now I think, Rachel wants to finally put the final word into the ether um, that that is what happened, yeah. you know, that she knows that, you know, for the, I, I guess it's like you said, it's a way to get out all of the, these alleged truths that she's known. Right. Um, 
so yeah, that's a big one just because James is going to have to grapple with that now and Bravo is going to have to grapple with that since he's an active cast member. But because I haven't seen, like, I don't, that hasn't really been reported on very much. In my opinion, yeah. there's no, there's not, there hasn't been a lot of James Kennedy, like, headlines. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a. Yeah, I feel like the main conversation point is about Ariana's participation and whether we should all be reassessing our yeah. standum and yeah. whether what she did was wrong. I mean, the thing is, we don't know. It, what she did no, like we don't. Um, obviously if she distributed the video that is wrong and bad um but uh we don't know if that's true i think she denied that um yeah i think so too um yeah i, I yeah you're right i mean that's well yeah that's i guess what we have to really i mean that's the that's the one where are we have to really judge that action but i have to i guess trust ariana that she didn't you know, send that to anyone. I think I read uh, from this document. I I haven't read the entire thing, but I've read bits and pieces. And one of the lines in it is that at minimum, uh, Maddox sent the video to herself and Levis. Yeah. So I'm like, is that illegal to send it to the subject of the video? It's like uh, kind of tricky. I don't know. And But obviously the whole thing is made so much worse by the fact that she supposedly had no idea she was being recorded yeah so it's not like a video that she had sent to him that existed it's like she didn't even know it existed which is horrible yeah um so i don't know it's really gnarly for me for me like ethically like i think i need the law to determine (laughs) what happened here like i don't really want to put my two cents in because like you said what anything that is alleged here is the worst thing we've ever heard and i do not want to be the marlboro men philip morris being like what the hell is jerry what's his name jeremy doing here like like if if anything that's alleged here is absolutely awful and it needs to be reckoned with um another sort of rachel's alternate history of scandal is that ariana knew um the cheating for months since fall 2022 and she even commented to them that they should be less handsy in public and save that storyline for season 11 that seems insane. I know. I think that that, I think that that is, that's just a long, like, that's just a, a thing that Rachel has thought from the beginning that this was maybe too convenient. And so she's just, that's one of the allegations where I don't think that that sounds right. Because I don't, I can't imagine that Tom and Ariana post Scandaval would be able to act their asses off for that long and get every detail of the Scandaval or, you know, Scandal right it just it was too big for them to manufacture on their own no that's too much um and uh part of me was thinking uh what if this lawsuit somehow brings tom and ariana not literally back together but like they're gonna well they don't technically have to deal with each other they can take this on separately but i mean actually it probably is making her more pissed (laughs) at him for getting her into this because It only happened because of what he did, um, so never mind. But <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I know what you mean. I, 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 right as you said that, I was like, yeah, could this ever be something that where they're like they discuss this together, you know, and like, you know, to dispute it or yeah. or whatever, like against her. But I think that no, like Ariana will just be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like one year after she's trying to move past this, this and is now it's be expensive. Yeah, brought back completely. Well, so we were also saying that our your wife and our friend were in the bathroom while Ariana 
potentially was watching said video. Um, and so we maybe they should be um, witnesses. Yeah. No, and also they, the, they know her reaction. She slammed out of there, slammed through the door. She didn't know who was in the bathroom. She did not have to act then that yeah. she, like as if you know she was going to just start Scandal at that moment. Like right. she was legitimately disturbed by whatever like had a, happened. In like the- a living art performance right. she just did it even when no one was around right like she wouldn't have had to act in that bathroom when this happened i mean i i i can judge acting and i know that tom sandoval and ariana could not have faked their way through this i think that is where um where i i absolutely do not believe rachel's version of things and she talks about she thinks that Vanderpump Rules was so um, in the doldrums in season nine and was losing all of its impact. So they needed some thing to shake it up. Yeah. So she has this, it's, it's like a conspiracy theory. She's like, yeah, she's like, you guys were doing, you know, dog shit ratings. You were going to get canceled. How convenient it was that Tom Sandoval's phone, you know, came out of his pocket at that show yeah. while I think that Ariana actually did know at a certain point but like why hasn't Rachel said that already why hasn't Rachel said that she thinks Ariana was in at in on it this entire time right yeah it's kind of out of nowhere because she's been talking about it in great detail this yeah, whole time yeah she's talked about everything else but um do you think one question I have just because of the James Kennedy aspect of this like yeah. is this like because of the allegations in this is this is worthy of like responding to right yeah i i i don't know i i keep uh i andy cohen posted on his instagram stories today that he's doing the traders reunion and he was like feels like christmas day like i was like he's unbothered christmas day (laughs) and i'm like he has so many lawsuits swirling around right now he's got to be stressed come on like yeah even if he thinks it's bullshit like that's like i'm worried for the empire whether, you know, I'm not going to defend the Empire yeah, because I don't want to be, um, again, like the company man. But yeah. um, they have to be stressed over there. Like yeah. the stuff keeps piling on. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like Andy really came away unscathed from the Brandy one. You know, I feel yeah. like Liam McSweeney's, we already read all those allegations in Variety and we've already sort of reacted to it. And when you look at the public support of, <laughs> they're not even like, no one's even really specifically defending Andy. They're just so anti-Liam McSweeney. Yeah. They're like, you ruined this show. <laughs> no one makes anyone drink. So I feel like he's already dodged two bullets. Yeah. And if this is the best that everyone has against Andy Cohen, I mean, I, I think he, publicly... Like PR wise, yeah. I think they can make it through these. And then Rachel Levis allegations have the least to do with Bravo as a whole. It's more the individual actions of certain cast members. Yeah. And then the biggest, to me, the biggest bombshell. This this to me is is the worst thing. This is to me the worst. If James Kennedy did, and this is all alleged, so please do not come for me for like saying allegations this is alleged if if he did physically assault Kristen and the world the bravo universe or vanderpump rules universe conspired to not have that included in the final edit to Kristen's huge detriment or you know like like she's Mm -hmm. a victim in that scenario i think that would be horrific and lisa and evolution alex baskin would all have to really talk about what happened there because that is like 
That would be horrible. And the only thing that makes me think that that is the worst thing that happened is because I feel like Kristen has like tried to allude to something like this happening. Yeah. Um, right. And uh, are do you, are the is the valley produced by like the same people? Like, is she working with the same people again? I I, I thought I thought I saw Alex Baskin's I mean, name would, on the valley. If it's a valley. spinoff, I would assume I he's think, at I, least like an executive I think producer. It is. I'm, I'm I'm sure it is. So that's like another interesting thing. Again, I'm not saying like that like just because you work with people that treated you poorly means it didn't happen or whatever. But it's I'm curious to see like if yeah. Chris if Kristen's still working with those same people what they have talked about in that regard but um yeah I feel like uh that and then Rachel saying that she brought up the sex tape or whatever on camera and they cut that out and because yeah. Sandoval was pissed about it and yeah. like was gonna refuse to film like that's bad too um but yeah uh one of the bullet points in this does specifically call out Andy Cohen. Uh, it's section E, uh, bullet 40 says, Andy Cohen exploits Levis's fragile mental state. <laughs> it says, as expected, the reunion was a train wreck for Levis of epic proportions. With full knowledge of her then dire mental state, Bravo and Andy Cohen took no steps to mitigate Levis's abuse, even as Cohen himself expressed concerns about her mental health going to the reunion. And it says one fellow cast member, Katie Maloney, had been openly threatening to, quote, light her on fire. Aww. Shay, uh, another Shay, had violently assaulted her. Um, then yeah. we get all of the, it says, um, during the reunion itself, Levis was on the receiving end of unrelenting missives, quote, diabolical, demented, <gasps> subhuman, a poo-poo head. No. Fuck, fuck yourself with a cheese grater. You fucking suck. You're disgusting. And I wish nothing but the worst fucking shit that could ever happen to a person yeah. on you. Yeah. So blah, blah, blah. This is, I feel like they got that idea from when um, Bethany read yeah. it in tears. Yes. <laughs> totally. This, this is, this is um, a relitigation of the, mo the worst things that Bethany, or what Bethany found to be the worst things uh during watching the reunion or post scan of also that she that's when bethany was sobbing and saying like if anyone said that to my daughter i don't know what i would do and i was like your daughter's 12 years old yeah right right totally yeah <laughs> my daughter was called demented <laughs> well i it's not funny it's horrible um if we we just I, I you know it's not up to you and i here on turtle time you know the turtle time news minute to <laughs> it's not it's not on us to what decide the morality we're of not the judge and the jury i'm not the judge and i'm not the jury i'll let the law work but i think we've said enough of our thoughts on this right i saw a comment on leah mcsweeney's um instagram where someone was like by reading the comments here i hope they uh hire you a judge not a jury oh <gasps> Because the jury, <laughs> the jury of her would be peers, like, boo, boo. <laughs> it's like the BravoCon. It's it's Roni. It's people who love Roni seasons one through twelve. You and I are on the jury. We're like, uh, Your Honor, she ruined Roni. Um, well, yeah, uh, I I think. Okay, I'm a. This is my final thoughts. Sunshine. <laughs> sunshine needs to be applied to this. Vanderpump Rules universe and the Bravo universe. And I think knowing like when Andy rebutted what Brandy said by saying I was drunk as hell 
at a Manhattan restaurant and I was with Kate Chastain and we thought we were being friends with Brandy by saying that we were going to have a threesome when she knows that I don't have sex with women. (laughs) And that's kind of their sexual humor. He never has. He's never had sex with a woman. Mm -mm. And he thought Brandy (laughs) was the proper recipient for that kind of humor. And he says that Brandy laughed, which, you know, knowing Brandy's sense of humor like we do, we could imagine a world where that's true. Knowing that detail added so much for me in terms of my moral scale mm-hmm. of, of how to consider that when I read it just at face value I was like that is horrific Andy is going down you hear the context mm-hmm. you understand all context needs to be applied and it's I think it's an all hands meeting at evolution right now with Alex mm-hmm. Baskin saying saying let's address every single one of these things yeah. even for the things for whatever producer at a certain point made the decision to edit out these horrible things that, that Sandoval could not come back from right. or, or potentially um, what James should not have been able to come back from. Yeah. They're at that evolution warehouse in the Valley right now. They need James so bad. No offense, but like no cast member, no cast member is worth their entertainment value after hearing that and knowing that they potentially did that at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. No cast member. And we already saw with Saucy and Kristen that life can move forward. You can, you know, we, I'm not ever going to talk about what Kristen and Saucy did again, yeah. but life moved past them when they made the decision to cut them off. Why the hell would they not cut James or Tom off for that horrible shit? Right. And Vanderpump Rules was going to end. Yeah. It was already going to end. It should, well, yeah. if any of this shit happened, it should end. Yeah. I mean, I feel more and more comfortable as time goes by saying that this season kind of sucks. Oh my God. No, Amy, don't say it. We're recording. Stop. Stop. No. Um, I I feel like I didn't give myself permission to allow that perspective. And then I'll see people online saying it sucks. And I'm like, you know what? It kind of does. I will not go with you there. You are out on a limb. You are always so good to me. And you come on my branch. I'm leaving you out on a limb. I actually find boring Vanderpump rules to still be better than 90% of all entertainment because I'm so tapped into the dynamics of this cast that I could watch them eat lunch, 30 minute lunch unedited, and I would be interested in what they're doing. That's why I listen to all the podcasts. (laughs) But I get what you're saying on par on on turn in terms of Vanderpump rules power. It's low. It's radiating low energy. right Like if you're if you were going to have someone, someone heard about Scandaval, but they never watched and they're like, well, now I'm going to watch season 11. They sit down with their popcorn bucket and they're like, the fuck is this? They get their Dune popcorn bucket (laughs) and they go, I want to see this Lake Tahoe trip that they're all going on. (laughs) I agree with you. And watching Summer House season or sorry, season eight, episode one and episode two, yeah. when I turned from Vanderpump Rules to Summer House, I was legitimately like, whoa, <laughs> this is what it feels like to watch a Bravo show again. Yeah. There's some fun, wild shit happening yeah, this, here. If you and we did, we watched the first episode with someone that had never watched. They were thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Also, then if she would have watched that episode two, I think she would have had uh major opinions immediately yes yes it's almost self-contained season eight is is doing great but i love that you have to you do have to watch seven seasons to truly understand the carl and Lindsay (laughs) dynasty that just came toppling down before our eyes yeah this was it so is that a good is that a good segue let's Let's talk about right in i i watched it twice i got fired up both times you did yeah i watched it twice too i got fired up i was just gonna say i'm so fired up that piss is starting to radiate through my (laughs) body so i might take a quick one i think we teed it up really well yeah and of the controversial statements that you and i make (laughs) every single week in terms of what is going to provide a lot of hatred 
where on the barometer of that turtle time news minute, mm-hmm. how many dings did we get on the controversial, horrible things mm-hmm. we say? I feel like we were pretty critical of the wrongdoing. Yeah. We didn't defend anyone. No. The, my only thing is that the the complaint in the suit itself appears to be being used for a larger purpose than the lawsuit itself. That's the final word. Amy is right. <laughs> I, I've never said anything as profound as what Amy said, and I never will say anything as good as that to cap this off. So I'm going to take a huge piss <laughs> so that I can be empty of piss when we talk about one of the best episodes. Well, for us, yeah. for Summer House fans, this yeah. was like... This, this was like a Game of Thrones for. finale. Yeah, this yeah. was great. Okay, all right, I'm going to piss. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We're back. We are back. We are emptied and ready you're fully empty right empty i'm empty as hell too which makes commentary better (laughs) yeah for sure i don't want to get distracted there's a complete um what's that called when two things are related there's a complete correlation to how much (laughs) piss we have in our body and when our takes and commentary starts to get really bad yeah they tank they tank (laughs) when our tank is full our take takes tank yeah okay but our love tank for summer house well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah our love tank for summer house gets filled up and and uh so going into this yeah so i just wanted to, a little bit of context people started to say to me who hadn't watched it they're like did you watch summer house yet did you watch summer house and then you texted about it and it was sort of like i was like what's going on at summer house i was like i know yeah, summer house. you were at jackson's studio i was city. at jackson studio city trying to save jackson Brittany's marriage as best i could by playing trivia uh, in their honor but i knew something was going on and then megan was like i just saw a summer house spoiler i was like a summer house spoiler <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah it's just not i i it's, i wasn't i'm not ready yeah. i'm not ready for a spoiler <laughs> right and, and so anyway watching this finally the last 10 minutes i was like god damn i cannot believe this is happening i was so juiced up after watching it i felt like i could do 100 push-ups like <laughs> i mean four i i guess putting this in context for maybe new you know little turtle cuties who are here with us for the first time i don't know how the hell you're here for the first time but if you are we have been uh, we, we, I, I feel like we were in the minority for a while, and you especially were out on a limb with Lindsay Hubbard disdain, yeah. and just her as a human being. Like it's your, it's. I mean, we've said it definitively. Like number one enemy, yeah, public <laughs> then, enemy, right? And and we heard there's this contingent of the Hub House hive that like have ridden with her 
for seven years, you know, seven seasons. They love everything she's ever done. They hated Carl. Yeah. And then finally I heard, I've heard now, we heard from Villa Rosa VIPs. I sent you the message. That was amazing. They were like, even Reddit now cannot justify their love for Hubhouse. It's all crashing down. Yeah. It's like, I mean, the thing is, it was there all along. I don't understand what people weren't seeing because it's all the same. No, it's very, it's not an outlier. I, <laughs> it wasn't like, I'm like stunned by what Lindsay did. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm stunned that like she revealed like her true <laughs> she self showed her ass. in a way and did something that everyone would consider um, um, horrible. It's objectively <laughs> an awful thing to say. Yeah. And normally there's only been little whispers of that, but you could there was always with Danielle and her there was always a way to get away with like saying Danielle is the one who's psychotic yeah. and treating Lindsay like shit but this is like no 100% you cannot defend Lindsay for this yeah. her one indefensible thing that I think she's ever done yeah it's wild yeah. um okay so let's just go through like the easy breezy stuff leading up to that just quickly okay um i mean this isn't easy breezy but amanda appears to hate Kyle um Treats him, I will also say, not to stand with the men of the summer house, but she's being mean to him. Okay. Let's just say. Okay. All right. I'm, um, you know, y- yes, yes, yes. She is, um, she is not giving Kyle anything. They are not able to have a good time this entire episode. Once she finds what Kyle said to Paige, she has a fully different version, and she's calling what Kyle is saying about their relationship complete bullshit mm-hmm. which is very hard like you know they're in a tough spot when she won't even hear his version of of things which i think we said last week or on, on right last and it's episode. like she said that she basically said him talking to Paige was him talking shit and i'm like you both are talking shit and he's more like commiserating like i don't know what to do yeah whereas she's just like actively essentially gossiping yeah. and talking shit about her husband casually around the house to anyone that will listen um because i think she's frustrated but i'm like i don't know i don't i felt like what he said to Paige was like totally within reason yeah uh, well i do too i'm i'm not i'm not like i'm on both of their sides and i'm just trying to parse this with them i think amanda does not actually believe that what kyle is saying is the real reason why he's frustrated Mm -hmm. so it's hard for her to take anything kyle says now at face value because she just doesn't believe the true cause of this yeah and i think what i'm learning as they talk about it i'm trying to like piece it together but i think kyle has problems with amanda's lack of um what is that called Work ethic work ethic and he is such a hard worker. He will send emails and texts at 3 a.m. He's always working, which I know that to be true. I can just tell in Kyle's nature <laughs> yeah. that he's like working his ass he off. He built an empire. Yeah. But then he <laughs> says that he doesn't trust that Amanda or that he they have a good foundation. Again, a, a foundation of their relationship where he can grow in terms of buying a house, starting a family because of Amanda's lack of initiative. Mm-hmm. But also... Then Amanda says, I would be the best mother and I take care of living things like our dogs. Like I am so nurturing and I am one of the the people that like I have always wanted to have a child. She says something like that. And she's like, I am nurturing. I would never procrastinate about our children. So I'm wondering why does Kyle 
want Amanda to like work more or take more initiative when Amanda, it seems like is ready to take the next stage and wouldn't a lot of her life be dedicated to like the next chapter. I mean, it sounds like they just don't agree on the distribution of household. Like he's like, I'm dying. I can't do everything. Right. And you know, our entire lifestyle is built off of me maintaining this business. Yeah. And like I said, their office is attached to their apartment. They pay for both of those. Like, it just sounds like he's completely drowning. Yeah. And he's like, I need help. And if like, we don't have an even distribution of this life together, which includes the business, because like she kind of married into the business too, mm-hmm. then like, how can they add a baby on top of it if he's already drowning? Okay, so so you, so Kyle is saying, Kyle is saying, there is so much on my plate right now with just what we have, and you're like Amanda's whatever she is responsible for at Lover Boy that we can't even make this work now, so yeah. we can't add anything else. Yeah, I do feel a little bit. I understand that having dogs are is a big responsibility technically, but I feel like she brings it up as if it's like her career and like her whole life is like taking care of these dogs, and I'm like. They're like New York City dogs. Like, that's not your thing. Like, that can't be your whole thing. Right. Well, well okay. Here, here's what I'll say. I, I think that I'm, I'm sort of skating around something I want to say because I know it sounds like uh, regressive. But if, but I'm saying, so if Amanda wanted this, so say this scenario, if Amanda just, if, if Amanda was ready to have a, a child with Kyle and Amanda wanted to make that her main focus and maybe resign her Stay at duties, home mom. Yeah, that concept. Sure. If that was what Amanda wanted, which I'm not even saying she is, and I haven't, she hasn't said that. Yeah. But if if she wanted that, would that still be an issue for Kyle because he needs the twenty percent or whatever of the Venn diagram of her to take care of more than just doing that? Right. I mean, yeah, it sounds like that's okay. a conversation they need to have because they'd have to change a lot to make that work, which is true for everyone. Like, Maybe their empire, like that. You, you saying that makes me think differently than what I was originally thinking because if their empire is just so big that it does require help from Amanda and she is reluctant to spend the time to do that then yeah they need to reprioritize what they expect from each other because I feel like in that conversation when they went to dinner or lunch or whatever they were doing um she never even like entered that conversation she just said we need to work on how we communicate but when he kept saying like i need help like he kept just saying i'm begging for help i need help she was never like i will help you she was like "Mm, i don't want to (laughs) she said i'm 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 more on I, I am on Amanda's side, or, or I'm, I'm, I'm on Kyle and Amanda's side, but both of them. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm impartial, but I'm more. I'm giving Amanda more. I think benefit of the doubt right yeah. now because I do think there is some, um, there is some truth to when she said Kyle gets really frustrated at work and then he comes home and he's stressed out and he kind of like yeah. blames me. And I also takes feel it like there's stuff that we aren't seeing right. it feels like there's a missing piece well think about because she's so mad and i'm like what are you so pissed about well think about the the like bravo 20 percent of this like imagine how even what they say they do like the you know without fourth wall breaking imagine the bravo commitment of this whole thing of being yeah. two active bravo liberties like there yeah. is so much more stress but i just think i i don't know why they can't have the conversation of being like amanda says 
I don't love Loverboy this much. I like doing the graphic design, but maybe I do once a week. I have weekly meetings with a design team. Kyle hires an assistant and another graphic designer, if that's what Amanda wants. Just say, Amanda, what would you like to do as part of the household? And also... Um, if we do raise a child, like how much commitment do you want to have to that and to lover boy? Yeah. Like it's, I think you're right. There must be more because I feel like with some counseling or something, they could get past whatever they're talking about here. Right. Cause when they wake up in the morning and she's like, I want to go home and like they get, yeah. and she's like, I'm going to go in a different car and all this stuff. I'm like, what am I, what didn't I see? Like, what is she so worked up about? You know what I mean? Like, it feels like there's something because then he says in his confessional, he's like, this feels like old times when I used to stay out late yeah. and fuck around. She's still that mad, but that yeah. didn't happen. Well, not to be a little stinker, but, um, you know, cheating is a wound that um, not everyone can get over. Sure. But she did marry him. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I, I'm saying her love for Kyle is so strong and we, we were there with them and we loved their love. But I'm just saying if that rears its head, which she brought it up, she goes, yeah, you cheated on me and I got over it. I, 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 I can't discount any time that starts to emotionally affect her. No, for sure. I know. It's like, I think there's a lot. And as we've discussed, they have a well-rounded relationship with highs and lows. And I appreciate that because yeah. then when they get through it, I'm like... They have history yeah. and a bond. Wait, so. I'm going to throw a wrench in it. <laughs> Remember what Paige said when she said Kyle is just coming to terms with what how Amanda has always been? Mm -hmm. That's true. It's true. Yeah. We talked well, about this. Yeah. I guess now if you shed the partying and the cheating, she's still acting the same, except the behavior isn't there to justify it. Wait, say that again? Like she was always mad at him. Yeah. Um, because he was doing fucked up shit. Right. But now he's not and she's still mad. Okay. All right. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think we're going to learn more and more about this this season. Um, but this is a very bad place that Kyle and Amanda are at now. And it is reminiscent of the times when they show those flashbacks where it's like, it's been very bad before. I yeah. kind of forgot about Amanda calling him when he was like chugging Rosé oh, yeah. at that event. And she was like so she was anxious. Losing it. Yeah. Um, I will say though, I won't creep ahead, but... When Carl and Lindsay start their demise, you can see that Kyle and Amanda bond. Oh, yeah. It's like they oh. absorb the like oh. negative energy yeah, and like, then they start cuddling. Like Kyle's like <laughs> laying on Amanda and they're both just like talking about how fucked up Lindsay. <laughs> and when they go to sleep, they're holding hands. I was like, yes. <laughs> like the they're power like has shifted. <laughs> well, Carl and Lindsay like can do anything. Like they just shift the dynamic so much. Okay, well, uh, you, let's do a couple more highlights and then get okay. into the real meat. So like, um, obviously I'm still continuing to be team West till I die. Everybody loves him. Yeah. You can tell. And I actually, even though Jesse had little moments where he's like, I'm a killer. And I'll, yeah. if I want to get somebody to cheat on their boyfriend, I will. I felt like that was a little bit of just tongue in cheek, hubris, vil a little bit of villainous energy. But he actually seems to me, unless he does something horrible that I don't know about, he seems kind of fun yeah and i like i like his dynamic maybe we needed a little bit more of that chaotic energy yeah um and, and he yeah it's later but he um you know reveals that he's a cancer survivor yeah. which actually made me you know i think the whole table was like surprised like that was kind yeah. of like a surprisingly you know i don't know like deep and um yes profound fact 
Yeah, and his um his outlook on life, his reaction to it was I've never seen anything like that. To me, that was very unique. He was like, I am so happy this happened to me because it changed my life. It made me like appreciate every yeah. moment. And like he said, until you've like been so weak that like your dad and brother have to like carry you around, it's like it changed his entire mindset for the rest yeah. of his life. And Carl was oh I re- he was like thrilled. He's like, I love self help. Let's talk about it. Like more life. Like <laughs> Carl, oh my God, Carl in this episode is like, he is like a hero. I was like, Carl handled every single thing that happened in this episode very well. I know, he's like a strong, he's like a, I, you know, I've judged him for being a weakling in the past because he just defers to Lindsay a lot. But as of now, which is why I think this is the beginning of the end, he has a backbone. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. So okay. So so we'll talk. So there was a lot of party energy, which we don't really need to discuss. That it's just yeah. fun. Sierra and West are continuing to you know flirt. <laughs> she's thrilled to see that most of his friends are black, and she's like, "I love this. I knew it." She's like, "I knew it." <laughs> which I'm like, I wonder what the giveaway was, but I love that for them. I love that too. I love that Jesse and West have a burgeoning friendship on their own. It is so um, easy for new cast members to fall into a trap of like. Um, being antagonistic with each other or trying to be competitive, but they instantly did the exact opposite and went to a game together, yeah. had fun, were eating wings or whatever that was that they were eating. I was like, this is a new dynamic. Yeah. Wes and Jesse were like coming to the house together as friends. I thought yeah. that was really sweet. Really fun. Um, and then we get the, the first introduction. We're back in NYC, which can I say when Amanda woke up in the morning and said, I want to go home, I was so shocked because I forgot that they leave I know. Me too. I was like, what do you mean go home? The concept I was like, what show. are you talking about? Wait, yeah, I was like, you're going to go home on a Sunday morning? It's like when every every single... <laughs> and I'm like, why don't they at this point just have them fucking stay the summer? Like, right. what's the point? Right, the concept They have to drive summer. back every week. Yeah, that's why the COVID season hits so hard. Yeah, but I'm like, there. just have people... They can come in and out if they have shit to do in the city, but like... Why not just have people stay for the month? Yeah. Why not just have a two-month summer vacation? I mean, all of you, are. this is your main job right. at this point. That's, I think they, they're holding on for dear life to the concept. The, the, yeah, the concept, just like with Vanderpump Rules, it's starting to uh, stretch out and like yeah. it can't be contained much longer. I think, didn't uh, our friend say that Lindsay's new lower thirds is influencer? Oh, it does. For her job. Okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. So, all right. And then Sierra still says nurse slash model, which I'm like, when's the last time she like wore a nurse's smock? Yeah. I think since her first season. I, I, yeah. I'm she not... like quit during COVID, I think. Yeah. But then it's like NYC, Carl playing basketball in the city. No, wait, oh, yes. Now this is a, this is a scene that I thought was interesting <laughs> that had the yeah. kernels of what was to come. Yes. Um, Lindsay shows up. She's like, hey. Um, they're like, hey, babe. Um, like immediately grading, just like. Yeah. We are a couple. She was next person to dunk the ball gets a water from me. Right? <laughs> the other guys are like, bye. <laughs> they yeah, just they immediately leave. leave. Um, and then she sits down and he makes a joke. He goes, I'm not going to say babe this summer. I'm going to say dude. And her face drops. Yeah. And she's like, do you really care what people think? Do you call me babe at home? He's like, yeah. And she's like, well, then. And he's like, I, I was making a joke. I guess it didn't work. And she's like, yeah, it didn't work. And I was like immediately like terrified. I was terrified too. He looks upset. I I hate for Carl that his first scene <laughs> with Lindsay of this new season has to be that he has to admit that he made a failed joke. And she says, yes, 
that was a bad joke that you made. Also, yeah, I mean, it's like, why couldn't she just give him that? It's just a silly little moment where he commented on them saying babe over and over again last I season. I know. Like, that's, this is the thing that, you know, comes into play later. I think that they've been in a bubble mm-hmm. since last year, just like doing their own shit, being in that $13,000 a month apartment. Um, engaged she's like i've locked it down like there's nothing to lose like i can do whatever the fuck i want he'll do whatever i want and then now they're re-meshing with the group yes uh he will have relationships with other people not everyone there loves her uh he is going to have a little bit of independence in the sense that they're not going to be like inseparable right um right her their their relationship with in new light shows Carl a different Lindsay, right? Like yeah. he, you, they learn more about each other when they're with the summer house crew than they would of the last six months that they've been off camera. Right. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's like, I feel like under the pressure of that scenario, the worst is going to come out, but you already feel it here, assuming that this was, you know, filmed ahead in the time or whatever, but she's like, you know, she says, they both say last summer was one of the worst summers in history. And then she's like, well, except when you proposed. <laughs> right. So it's like the summer you got proposed was the worst summer of your life. Um, yeah, I felt, I felt I, I didn't know what Lindsay was going to do later. So I kind of <laughs> felt bad for them at this point. Just that like they're they're The start of their relationship was so sullied by the, like the ca- <laughs> the other cast members reaction to them. But then you remember just in context, like they were active participants in this. Yeah. Um, she goes, who knows what's going to happen next summer? I might be pregnant. And he's kind of like, he doesn't look that, I don't know if they edited it that way, but he doesn't look particularly excited about I, that. I actually, I thought like he was just tired from dunking <laughs> on everybody. I thought at this point I was thinking, I was like, Carl is not out yet. I was like, he's not out yet. Yeah. Like they keep showing the scene when she did say she's going to be pregnant and they keep showing that <laughs> Carl face. And I think he's just has residual embarrassment about doing that really bad joke on camera <laughs> and like how awkward their relationship seems on camera. So he's still a little bit in that mindset. But at this point, I do not think Carl was like having second thoughts. Right. I think truly, truly, I think what she does this episode is the start. Yeah. Like she just pulled the thread. He's furious. Yeah. Um, Okay, so they mention Danielle here. They say, you know, we'll see how it goes. And, and this is what they wanted their storyline to be. So she she says, she says, oh, I want a better summer with Danielle. We invited her to the wedding. And Carl is still so Lindsay-pilled that he's like, well, yeah, if Danielle has a good attitude and she su- supports us, then obviously we want her there. So they thought together that, you know, they were going to reconcile their friendship with Danielle potentially. And that was going to be what we were going to witness between right. them. Yeah. Um, but she was still kind of a bitch about it here. She's like, well, she has 10 days to figure it out and book a room. Like, yeah. like, okay. Ugh. Oh God. <laughs> um, and then we already, yeah, we already talked about the Kyle and Amanda date. Um, everyone comes back to the house. Jesse and West arrive together. Carl and Lindsay arrive. Carl has brought surf and turf. So he's arriving on a good foot. Like yeah. that's a, a luxurious offering. He comes bearing gifts. Yes. Um, he immediately is like, 
Jesse, let's do it. Height test, which was fun. I loved it. They are the exact same height. And seeing them actually do the height test, you're like, this is a new <laughs> it's exact Carl. Like they, <laughs> they figured out how to match him in the yeah. house. That was really fun. Um, is this also when everyone has the reactions like uh, uh, West, or, uh, Sierra j- uh, jumps in West's yes. arms, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. I love that. And I think, does he, does West jump into Carl's arms? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he calls him West Wing. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. Um, And then, so West, who's like a newbie, is like, uh, happy to give you guys the room I've been staying in. You know, if you want it, it's yours. He's like, I would just love if I could keep the fan because I like having the fan or whatever. And Lindsay's like, why is it really hot in there? And he's like, I don't, not really. Like, I don't know. And she's like uh historically that's the hottest room in the house um and he's like well you know just go check it out let me know if you're good with the temp or like if you're cool with it or whatever and she goes i mean i know the house i've been here many times i'm like why'd you like chop his dick off like can you fucking chill i'm like you don't know what you just did because everyone is obsessed with west already you haven't been here and now wrong side of history you're done (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, I would have been mad at Lindsay if, if nothing else happened this episode. I would have already been mad with how she treated Wes because he was being so genuine and nice and doing so much. Like, there's nothing about what he said that you could take. Um, in, what's that called? Like, there's no interpretation of what he said where you should be mean to him for that. Like, no, that, that was giving him. Uh, what's that called? Like, like she didn't give him the benefit of the doubt and wanted to like assert her authority over him and how much she was more a part of this house than he was instantly. Horrific. Yeah. And then they show them go up to the room and I don't know if they realize that he's he's in the bathroom getting his stuff out and Carl's like, Lindsay, you seem like pissed about this room or whatever. And then like West comes out and she's just like, no, no, it's fine. She does like a passive aggressive shaka. Good, vibes. good, good vibes. vibes, good vibes. And Carl tries to like be like, let's talk about it. And she's like, no, yeah. no. And then Wes goes, I'm sorry, I think I um, entered something here. I'm going to just leave right now. But like what? Like, I mean, they got the West cleared out of, I guess, a better room to make room for them. Right? Yeah, like but, what did you want? And I liked that all Lindsay did was make like one noise. I don't even remember what the noise was. And Carl instantly knew that Lindsay was upset. Right. Yeah. Um, then Kyle, who always has his producer hat on, goes to Danielle's room. Oh, yeah. Asks her how she's doing with them there. Danielle, at at this point, is a normal human being and says, I don't even want the relationship we had before. I want like a new version because I've learned a lot since everything that's happened. I was like, good. That's smart. Yes. And then while they're talking, Lindsay, I literally screamed. She like went down the hall and turns her head back and looks at them talking. So she like clocks that they're talking probably about her. And I literally like screamed. Yeah. She was walking backwards. (laughs) She that? did the spider crawl, yeah. like the exorcist director's cut. Yeah, and then uh, Kyle like starts to say something, so it doesn't sound like they're they're you know talking <laughs> he's about laughing, her. Though. Yeah, yeah, that um, was great. That I, 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 I want to say one thing is that um, Carl and Lindsay were actually greeted with good energy. I think in season seven, if I'm remembering correctly. They did not get a warm welcome because they are so awkward and no one knows yeah. how to deal with them. And I could see why that might have set them on the path of like, we're not welcome here. They got a good reception here in season eight. I mean, yeah. he, Carl did a lot of good work by bringing surf and turf, yeah. by immediately hugging everyone. Like, But I'm just saying like, they got best case scenario for awkward energy coming into the house. Like, yeah. I, like n- 
Lindsay was the one who said, I'm instantly anxious here in her confessional, like yeah. because of how where me and the girls left off at. Yeah. But they didn't do anything wrong. Our heroes of this story yes. did not do anything wrong. <laughs> no, you can tell she's immediately looking for beef kind like yes. very low key. Yes. Like when she's, she's like drinking the, the air. Yeah. She's like drinking the rose or whatever. And then Danielle and someone else have an interaction. She's a little bit like, hmm, like, mm. yeah. like you can tell she's looking to be pissed. And like, like if. If Lindsay wanted it, Amanda would be very kind to Lindsay. And I honestly think Paige would be the same way. They're not like, you know what I mean? They're cool. They're cool. Like they just like, they're like, whatever. They give what they get from Lindsay for the most part. Yeah, they don't go out of their way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I thought that I just wanted to note that this could have started off. On a good foot with Carl and Lindsay. They weren't like a skunk that just sprayed no. its skunk. And Carl had a great night. In. Like without this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I The only thing I want to call out is that um, the fun fact, not a fun fact, but a little known fact before Jesse uh, says that he's a cancer survivor, West reveals he's been to all 50 states. And then he, I thought it was really funny. He was like, can you imagine if Jesse went first? And then I was like, I've been to all the states. That was the funniest moment of the episode for me. If they would have just switched, that would have been the lamest thing to ever say after I'm Jesse's like beautiful story. with him. I didn't know I had love in my heart like left for a new person like this. That's what I'm saying. New cast members can be absolute complete shit. And Summer House had such a bad track record for casting. And West is like a shining light. He's and really Jesse, funny. And Jesse too. I don't want, I'm not going to just. No, I like him more than I thought before. Yeah, he said a couple villainous little stinker things and who knows what the hell he might reap on the cast. But right now I love the casting decisions they made. This is the best casting they've had in a really long time. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Okay. okay. <laughs> and they, and <laughs> They're going to go out after dinner. Yes. As they do. Um, they have it sort of relayed, like Lindsay's telling her side, Carl's telling uh, his side, which is corroborated by Kyle and Jesse. Um, Lindsay says, I ended up in a lift with the boys, uh, you know, separated from the girls. Um, she apparently um, expresses to Carl that she's worried that the fact that she didn't drive with the girls will be used against her. She says that Carl completely shut her down and like wouldn't hear it. Um, Carl says the same story, but he said that he was like, don't worry about it. Like, I get what you're saying, but like, it's not a big deal. Like, don't worry about it. Then he says that she looks him close in the eye, like gets in his face and goes, what are you on? Yes. So (laughs) that is exactly what both of them say. So in Lindsay's version, she says that Carl had coke-filled pupils and screamed at her in the back of the car with Kyle and Jesse as witnesses. And that sent her on a journey to think that Carl had just done huge lines of coke and his entire behavior the rest of the night was affected by his drug use. Yeah. uh, And then then we have to just say that objectively, without a shadow of a doubt, that what Carl said happened is what happened. He's like the most sober human being I could imagine throughout this There's whole thing. There's just no, I will not give Lindsay any of the benefit of the doubt because Kyle and Jesse said that there was absolutely no reason. And also Lindsay was drunk as a goddamn skunk in the car. Wasted. Uh, Kyle is like, uh, says that she went from zero to a hundred. Jesse say, said it came completely out of nowhere. They all get to the club. Um, 
she Lindsay's clearly pissed immediately she immediately is like I want to go home Gabby's like fuck like can I at least get a drink so I'm like so your role this season blows ass you just have to like leave with her every time she's mad like I'm sorry that's a thankless role yeah um Amanda reveals in her confessional that she's like you know what I actually took notes because when I get drunk I can't be trusted to remember anything yeah so she has like notes app what Lindsay said according to Amanda was he's on something He's so mean to me. I can't do this. I think he's on something. I love the producer was like, <laughs> Amanda was like, I took notes. They're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised more people don't do that. I know. Yeah, seriously. No, that was great. Um, I, I have to pause for a second because now we just entered the Coke chat. Yeah. Cocaine Carl. Yes. So, okay. So I've already, so now that I'm removed from actually seeing one of the most shocking accusations in Bravo history where, where in which... Someone is in a relationship and accuses their sober partner of being on relapsing coke. Why? 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 And I think you <laughs> probably have theories. What is the Lindsay defense here? Because I, I, I want to go devil's advocate. I want to defend the devil in the scenario or, or just at least allow for what happened here. Why did Lindsay think Carl had just done a big, huge line of coke and aggressively yelled at her in the car. Right. Um, <laughs> so should we first say what she says to Gabby or you want to talk about it before? Whoa, whoa, whoa. She, goes, she comes back with Gabby and she goes, I can't be around him when he's like this. Yeah. He, this is, he's very reminiscent of a per- when he used to do coke. Yeah. Right? She goes, the way he treated me was reminiscent of Carl on cocaine. I don't know what happened, but he was not sober tonight. She goes, then she, I think upstairs then goes, something's wrong with Carl. The way he was speaking to me was cocaine Carl tonight. And Gabby calls Carl and is like, are you good? Like, what's going on? Are you coming back? And he's like, hi, Gabby. Everything's good here. Thanks for calling. Thanks for your concern. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. Clearly the most sober that I've ever heard someone's voice sound on a phone. And Gabby says, he sounded very sober to me. Yeah. So my theory, like I said before, is that Carl had fun. Lindsay got trashed, went to the dark side was furious that he was bonding with everyone else that his loyalty may shift because no one there likes her and he's bonding with them now she doesn't have his sole attention any longer and her kingdom uh her you know control over him is at risk but she plays it fucking wrong and ruins it all (laughs) (laughs) okay i like that theory i I, I like that theory. I think that there is a lot of merit there. Um, okay. So she, okay. But he hadn't bonded yet that hard with everybody. I mean, she saw the height competition. She saw massive hugs all around. She saw that everybody was thanking him for surf and turf. Then she gets in the car and she has one moment of uh, like alcohol fueled paranoia yeah and the minute he says something that doesn't fully validate her feelings she wants to accuse him of not being in his the right state of mind and the way to say that is that it's not alcohol but it reminds her of when he used to be on coke right like the lowest blow imaginable so in no world in your mind and i'm not even saying at all that i think this is true i was just only trying to give Lindsay for some reason trying to give her some uh, moral uh, nuance here is there any world where 
Carl has done something in their relationship that would ever lead Lindsay to think this? Is there anything that she could ever think that he was cocaine sober where you don't drink <laughs> but you only That's do New York City sober like York- Cali sober <laughs> cocaine only <laughs> I don't believe it no. I, I don't believe it at all I like I, I, I'm only saying it because I'm like where did this come from right why no, did she nuts. go she went out on a limb like we talk about going out on a limb she went out on the longest limb in the world that no one could follow her no, on. it's like the more I think about it, the more disgusted I am by it because it's not just that like, you know, it's one thing if like um, your partner gets fucked up one night and you're like pissed and you're just like, you you know, saying like you were fucked up, like whatever. Yeah. But it's like his entire, like he basically like yes. was like going to die. He's made his entire, his brother died from yes. this. He has turned his entire life around. His whole thing right now is sobriety. He works really hard at it. He's like taking it very seriously. To then just play that card, like that's a huge, he should be like, I'm not marrying you because if you're going to bring that up every time you're pissed at me, fuck you. Like that's evil. Like that means that you don't respect me. And that means that like you're going to use it as a pawn and that you always thought you could control me because of my issue there yeah like fucking evil yeah <laughs> yes you're, you're i mean you're right it, it that's that's i that's what it was i i that that was truly what it was it was like you you wanted to make him think his behavior was so bad that you used the one thing that he would hate to hear the most to like hurt him to like make him apologize to you or something no. and yeah no. I, I yeah so it's horrible and and then again it was already awful because she says the word cocaine about 10 times when she's drunk like you said all the time she said it reminiscent <laughs> of Kyle said it once yeah in season 7 and it was the biggest deal in the and world. And it was about the past. It, there might have been, there might as well have been blaring sirens in the scene that came out when Kyle said that. Yeah. She said it now, currently, yeah. about her significant other. And not only said reminiscent of cocaine, she called him Cocaine Carl. <laughs> like, that's and like, then, again, Trumpian. And then, and then, and then, I, I then, <laughs> the, uh, then, the next morning, to say it again. Not in the sober light of day. In the sober light of day. After you threw a water at him to try to get him to forgive you and that didn't work. To <laughs> accuse him again that he possibly did it. Now, now there's no excuse. No, it's You can't even insane. say, you can't even say I was blackout drunk. Yeah. And I don't remember what I said. Yeah. And I. Or I like, ne- sorry, I went to the dark side. I would never mean to say that. And I've never gone that low before in my life, but you like hurt me so hard. I don't know, even know why you hurt me. You, it reminded me of something and I used the lowest blow possible, but you said it in the morning too. Insane. Wait, I just want to read yeah, course, Carl's no, um, sober text yes. really quick yeah. because he goes, <laughs> it's like perfectly punctuated and spelled and everything. Happy to have the same conversation we had tonight, tomorrow morning. Perhaps a good night's sleep will allow us to listen to each other and have a convo about what your experience was and what mine was. And she goes, let me know when you're sober. <gasps> like She pulled the demon card. Like she chose violence. Yes. Again and again. She she did. I yeah, I was I was thinking like 
she he did perfect boyfriend response AI. Yeah, and she did therapized, ex- and she did exorcist demon AI. <laughs> Pazuzu. Pazuzu AI. Chat GPT, can you respond to this message in the voice of Pazuzu? <laughs> it's say the worst thing in the world to my boyfriend's wonderful response to me. And he goes, "I'm sober right now, Lindsay. You're not. Period." Yes. And uh, I loved, I'm glad you highlighted it. I loved Carl's response. It was perfect. I would love in the sober light of day to talk about our completely (laughs) unique, different experiences about what happened. That would be great. That's nice of him. Yes. To be like, let's talk tomorrow. You're probably going to regret this. Gabby, I just want to add Gabby in here. The fact that she had to be the shoulder to cry on for Lindsay in this indefensible position. (laughs) She gave Lindsay a little bit, but once... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lindsay started going full-blown co- cocaine Carl. Gabby did not go there with her. Yeah, so she, give yeah. Gabby credit for not like going full Lindsay mode, at least. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, after he says, I'm sober right now, you're yes. not. Um, she goes, now, sure. Before, no. Right. You were awful to me. You were so mean to me. And um, this is when uh, I think uh, Kyle uh, or... Um, Carl says in his confessional, he's like, I'm shaking even thinking yeah. about this right now. Yep. He goes, it's beyond hurtful and fucked up. This is who I'm supposed to marry. And then it cuts to Kyle and Amanda snuggling. They're basically like in like 69 yeah. position, like yeah. intertwined being like, this is insane. Like, why, how could she say that? And then Kyle goes, yeah, Lindsay uh, should stop being a fucking dickhead. Yeah, it was so <laughs> sweet. They are like lovingly embracing each other and Mon is right in between them. It's like a perfect, beautiful moment. And then are, are we in the, the morning, morning now? Yeah, Carl is snug as a bug. Yeah. Slept like an angel. Yeah. So comfortable. And then she barges in. She slept in a different room. Here's water. Almost as if to be like, you're probably going to need this because you were fucked up last night. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, why does he need water? Like, He's fine. Yeah, she throws water and it bops off his head. And he goes, I don't need water right now, but I appreciate it. And, and she goes, what? He, he reaches over the bed and puts it back on the nightstand. And like, she goes, why no. can't you just say thank you that I got you water? And he's and, like, I did. Yeah. Well, so I thought actually not contrary to the theory that she says, here's water for your cocaine hangover that you're having. <laughs> I actually saw that as a Lindsay-esque olive branch uh-huh. to hopefully see if the sins she committed at night could possibly be washed over with water absolved with water and that was her low effort like like eh, that wasn't that bad have some water kid and and, and, you know and and see and then if he was nice then she would have been nice but then he uh, refused and she got pissed again and then made him have to think about why like and then made him uh, uh, like uh, skeptical of his reaction to her water and tried to create a new branch of the argument to get out of the initial yeah. thing that they're talking about that's the problem if you're gonna go toe-to-toe with someone who's sober yeah. like you kind of like have no leg to stand on because you're you were fucked up last night right. so it's like and your version of the story you have to agree is tainted like what kind of psycho are you that you don't think that when you're blackout drunk that your version of things are skewed yes and i say that as a drinker right i know no to- <laughs> totally totally like it can it cannot be overstated that carl was completely sober and everyone in the house validates what carl said yeah Lindsay is fully alone with this horrible horrible thing that she did <laughs> yeah she's like you were treating me like shit last night and he's like I'm sorry you feel that way. And she's like, you're sorry? I feel that way? Like, you know, 
trying to act like that was such a cop out. Um, well, it's it's the thing that they use against people when you say, I'm sorry you felt that way. Yeah. You can't just say sorry. But he literally is having to say that I'm sorry that you took a scenario that I don't agree with you about and you took it that way. Well, you were drunk as hell. Yeah. Like he, She's getting more and more, more furious that he won't play in. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, she, but she never articulates no. a point this whole time. She goes, this is why it's impossible. We're going to have the worst weekend ever. And he's like, well, you made it that way. And yeah. she's like, we should just pack up and leave. He's like, if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's she there is a lot of like uh, tangles to her argument. Like she is trying to get away with a lot and subvert the narrative and Carl is staying point blank here are the facts the entire time. Yeah. And it's only until she says it again. Mm -hmm. She goes, "Why did you say in your text I'm sober right now?" As yeah. if that's the smoking gun for her. Yeah. And she also at one point goes, you're the one who was clearly doing other things. Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, if Carl was like low-key relapsing in the Hamptons on his first episode of Summer House, shit would go so wrong so fast. Of course. Like, are you insane? Yeah. Yeah. So then he actually gets upset as he should. And then she accuses him, accuses him of being very angry and screaming at her. And he says, I'm upset. These are my feelings right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I was sober in that moment. You were not. You drank all day long and were rude and aggressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she's like, well, I'm not going to talk to you if you're going to scream at me. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you get to be pissed off and like angry whenever the hell you want i'm going on a run because he's mr health yeah <laughs> and he's like get some rest he says get some rest Lindsay. you just did a horrible horrible thing and i think we need to follow this up by what her instagram story said today because Thank even you. this many months later she still doesn't really apologize at I, all i said it was an apology when i was talking about this and then megan said there's no apology in no. this message. No, I'll read it. It says, after watching back this week's episode, I wish I had used better wording. I was emotional and hurt by what had transpired earlier in the night. And what I said was meant to be a private conversation at home with one of my best girlfriends. I have never questioned his sobriety before this moment. And from that day, uh, from... And from day one, I was his biggest supporter. I have always been transparent on the show about my feelings and have leaned on my friends for support. And that was my only intention here. A okay. private conversation? Are you insane? Yeah. Okay. How I many wanna... years have you been on Summer House? You think you're not on camera when you said it 30 times? Night in the kitchen, night in the bedroom, in the morning with Carl. Right. You thought those were all private? Yeah. So what she is saying there... It's not an apology. I don't know what words she wanted to use, that these were the wrong words. I guess if she wanted to say, like, you are reminiscent of cocaine, Carl, and you're treating me like as if you were on cocaine. But she said specifically many, many times everywhere in every single camera that he was actively doing cocaine. So that first sentence does not make any sense. There's no, there's no way to say you were misconstrued with what you were saying. There's no alternate no, version of that. You can't that. weasel out. Yeah. You said it so many times. And then she is uh, putting blame. This is PR shit. She's putting blame on Gabby <laughs> and Amanda and whoever else for getting this into the house when she thought she could have kept this between Gabby and Carl all 
summer. But there's no way, the way that she was talking to everyone all around the house, there's no way that that would have been contained. And everyone should react to that. Gabby should be able to say that that's the wildest thing I've ever heard in my life and tell anyone she wants. So she's blaming Gabby and saying, like, I relied on my true friend to keep this secret or whatever. I'm so, outraged. Yeah, I wonder, I, I wonder why the words I apologize, they're not in there? <laughs> Wait, were they? I forget. Was Absolutely I? not. It was, it was, I used the wrong words? I, um... I wish I had used better oh, wording. Oh, I, I wish. It's I wish. So, um, yeah, you're right with all of the months. I can't believe like at BravoCon and everything that Lindsay has been living a life where she knows that this is about to happen and uh, has not had more time to create a better statement no. regarding this. Also, meanwhile, Danielle was on Watch What Happens after and she completely stood by her side i think she like minorly um That's was how? like maybe it, like she shouldn't have done that or whatever but um annalee ashford the actress was on and she was like pissed about it because like her husband is sober and she's like we watched it and we were like disgusted <laughs> oh i i have not watched that yet and i'm so worried that i am gonna find what danielle said to be indefensible and a in a wonderful run that danielle has had that is why she, um she you know i think isn't um completely on Lindsay's side about this exact topic but her friendship overall when they would play games and stuff she was side with Lindsay on every single thing um she said that Lindsay was in fact blindsided uh by the okay. breakup um and that she said that they filmed with the girls after the um engagement got called off and that so she filmed with Lindsay and got her side of the story and that Danielle said she asked Carl to do the same with her to get his side and that he declined and she acted like that was some like smoking gun I'm like why the fuck would he want to talk to you right <laughs> the the story about the the whole arc of why he made the decision mm -hmm. or just the cocaine night no the like breakup okay. like she said that they weren't going to let her go down like that uh, as in filming with just Carl and him breaking up uh, with her on camera. So she said all the girls rallied around Lindsay after that, but that Carl wouldn't do the same. Okay. All right. Well, I, maybe I'll find that Danielle, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I, I find that it it's indefensible. So I, I don't know how Danielle could, you know, still be friends with Lindsay I mean, or justify that. Lindsay did to Danielle was indefensible. Yeah, totally. Um, I want to ask about the blind side now. The blind side that Lindsay <laughs> still wants to make happen as mm -hmm. long as she can. Am I right to say that any couple who had this fight, knowing what we know about their entire relationship trajectory and Carl as a human and Lindsay as a human, anyone after this fight and what Lindsay accused Carl of would be justified in breaking up with their significant other or calling off an engagement? I mean, if not that if not on the spot it's at least like uh you know check one or what do you call that like strike one strike one and also uh knowing what i do know of Lindsay's behavior which now has just shocked me to a new degree i don't doubt that there are going to be other things on par with this this season mm -hmm. and it's going to be like you just said, strike one, strike two. Oh my God, what the hell is happening right now? This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So I honestly would just say to, to me now, Carl is, is, is 
if he was having second thoughts about marrying Lindsay, this would have been all the justification he needs to make that decision. I already am off <laughs> hashtag blindside. Blind I mean, yeah. this no, was it, horrible. It completely like um, demolishes the foundation of their relationship where her storyline always is that she dropped everything to support him in his sobriety, that she quit drinking alongside him, um, you know, that she, you know, I think she low key kind of takes like a victim um point of view that like she's put her life on pause to help him or whatever um and i feel like you can kind of just start to see her imploding like i'm not saying that um she should be judged for drinking like that's what the whole show's about like everyone's drinking that's the point but i do think it's an interesting dynamic for a so a newly sober person to be dating someone who for a while the first like year of their engagement or whatever decided to quit drinking and that's what their dynamic was and then she sort of wants to like switch and go back to normal life like how you maintain that especially if you're gonna which she always does gets drunk and picks fights yeah i was just gonna say and then not only do you drink which (laughs) is fine if you want to do that but then all of your horrible fights you have with carl are are spawned from drinking and and it's a one-sided drunk conversation it's not like you're both getting drunk and fighting it's like he that if that's going to keep happening i understand why he'd be like he doesn't seem like judgmental of drinking like he doesn't give her shit but it's like if your partner keeps getting fucked up and mad at you and you're sober and you could just see how it's playing out in front of you in the sober light of day you're gonna get sick of that Totally. And, and, and yeah, I mean, and, and Lindsay should be questioning her relationship with alcohol to be like, I just accused my um, fiance. I keep saying boyfriend. They're yeah. fiancés at this point. I accused my fiance of doing co- of breaking sobriety and doing coke because I was drunk as hell and mad at him. Like, right. that's, I mean, yeah, it's it's horrible. And I, I, I really feel bad for Carl through all of this. And he yeah. kind of had six months or i don't even know how long that lasted the three months of like the villain edit like and then i i feel like no one now would go out you know would say like that carl's not justified in in doing this i mean breaking off an engagement at the very least i know i can't wait to dig into uh the internet and see what everyone's saying because it's maybe the first time ever that I'll get to agree with everyone. Yeah. I, I, and again, I can't, this shocked me so much that this was episode two of this season. Like I know. right at the I start. Know. I hope, I mean, whatever, it's going to play out how it plays out, but I hope that, um, I can't imagine that she would have so little self-awareness that she would keep doing things like this. Yeah. And I hope that there's not like retaliation by Carl that then makes people be like, see, he's an asshole. You know what I mean? No. Like- <laughs> Knowing my hero, Carl, no. He's a straight and arrow, or what's that called? Straight arrow the entire time. Um, there is, you know, there's audio, I remember, of them, of him yelling and going, you accused me of doing drugs. Oh, and yeah. I was like, who the hell is he talking about? Like, I didn't even put it together that someone, <sighs> that Lindsay would have actually been the one to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's let's say final thoughts. Did we, did we juice everything out of that summer house um (laughs) i think so i yeah i get so fired up about it i can't believe how distilled the uh you know it 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 played out exactly to my predisposed notions it did it it was like written for you Lindsay (laughs) gave you a beautiful wonderful gift i I guess for that i have to thank her she played the villain to a t Let's do it. Let's thank Lindsay now. 
Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank you. That was amazing what you did. It did give me more serotonin than I've had in quite some time. It, yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. I can't believe. It. And then we let's say let's just advocate for Summer House. If you just listen to us talk for an hour about Summer House and you're only getting your Summer House commentary from us, do the work, put in the work, and join us in this Summer House journey. Because if if this episode is any indication of the quality of the season, we are in for a wild ride. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I would recommend it to anyone. Me too. Yeah. Join yeah, join the Summer House movement. Yes. Um, I don't, you know, Beverly Hills part one, we were gonna talk about it, and maybe I would very lightly touch upon Five it. Five minutes. Five minutes, <laughs> but nothing to me was so worthy of discussion. I think it's a three parter and uh yeah. they saved most of the juice for part two or part three or whenever Kathy Hilton's gonna come on for some reason. But yeah. Here, were there any highlights of, that you thought that we should, you know, comment on Turtle Time? Um, I mean, Erica did. Um, it felt like a slight reality reckoning, just a tiny bit that Erica gave Andy shit for like kicking her while she was down at yeah. the last reunion. Um, like Andy was like, were my questions unwarranted? Because Erica says that she hopes that uh, Kyle gets dogpiled the same way she did now that it's her turn or whatever, which is kind of like a gnarly thing to say. But yeah. um, And she was like, Andy was up my ass last year. And he's like, was that unwarranted? And she was like, no, but it, you know, it still hurts. Like it sucked like really bad. Yeah. Um, and they cut to the clip where he's like, I'm going to put you on a spit <laughs> and roast you like a pig or something. Yeah. And, and But it's like it, she took, uh, you know, she took that like that offended her or whatever, but he was being hyperbolic. Of course. You know, it was just, he was just being silly. Sure. And it's like, I mean, Erica was getting roasted for like potential participation of like uh, embezzling from orphans and widows. So it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Andy had to put on his like journalism hat there and really get to the bottom of what the hell you like you were doing. Did um, you like uh, the opening um, quote of the it's Andy clearly wearing a Grateful Dead t-shirt that's blurred and he goes Beverly Hills she she she. I did like that. <laughs> he came in with good energy that morning. Oh my God, he goofed on uh, Kyle and said that Mauricio was coming and she believed him. She goes you fucker. Like she yeah she was stunned but I was like. I, but, he loves to do that like every reunion he goes and now bring out so and so and everyone's like what? And he's yeah. like I'm just kidding. But but um, I, went, I I like that joke, and obviously, like Kyle, like loved that joke. She got to laugh, but like, why wouldn't <laughs> she... possibly Mo uh, be there? Well, I mean, hopefully, she would know if he was coming. Right, I guess. Yeah, I guess. So. Right, she would know. But I'm still. It's like it's. Not but yeah, so... that means he's not coming at all. <laughs> it's like not so wild to think. I know, that they used Mauricio to bring might... out the husbands. Right, they, they mean, usually do. They yeah, like New Jersey is like half the husbands talking. Yeah. Like, what? Wait, do they not do that anymore? Now that you said it, I'm like, no, Ralph Pittman was there. You know, it's like, yeah. they still bring husbands out. I think it depends on the relevancy. But I, wait, but I am now, I'm like, wait, there's been a huge lack of husbands coming out for a while. I feel like that, yeah. I don't True. know why I'm feeling that way. But yeah, it, it, it's. <laughs> I mean, if anything, it would be relevant for Mauricio this year, right. but maybe that's too intense. Well, one through line I just want to say through all of this is that Dorit and Kyle are not doing good. Right. And Dorit um, is ready to call Kyle out for trying to silence her potentially by sending her a huge long text right mm -hmm. before the reunion saying, hey, no one really knows what you and I are going through personally, even though we haven't spoken in months. And I'd prefer not to have a horrible fight and potentially end our friendship at the reunion if we don't have to. Mm -hmm. And Dorit mm -hmm. says, she's like, 
thank you for texting me, Kyle. <laughs> that You just gave me everything I'm going to talk about for the entire three parts of this reunion. Did you notice she was getting an IV drip while she was showing yeah. it to Erica? <laughs> yeah. And I, I liked, I, I've come around on Dorit and I appreciate her as a supporting figure, but I do think that she is using now her relationship with Kyle to give herself some a, a powerful storyline at a time when she really needs it because she wasn't really hitting that hard um, yeah. narratively right. this season. Um, and then it, it forced Kyle to uh, <laughs> say, like, I can count on one hand the number of times we've hung out off camera, which is kind of brutal. I know. And there's so many now examples of people on Bravo telling us the truth of their relationships with other Bravo liberties. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's always this like, no, no, we hung out multiple times. It's yeah. like, if Kyle is willing to say that That's you guys like don't hang out. Carol and Tinsley. Yeah. When she was like, uh, Bethany's like, you guys are really close. And Carol's like, not that close. I mean, we went on that trip, but that was about it. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it, why do you have to say that? No, no, but I'm, I'm almost like, I, I agree. You don't have to say it. But I believe the people when they say we're not that close. Because why yeah. would you say it? Right. I know. Because um, Kyle kept saying, like, I love you very much. Right. But like, we, it sounds more like they're almost like family friends. Like their yes. husbands are best friends. Yes. And they care about each other, but they're not... As she said, not her day-to-day, -day, her workout buddies are her everyday friends. And Kyle's grievance was that Dorit was creating a false portrait of how close they were to make it seem like once Kyle had Morgan Wade in her life or how horrible her relationship was, she kicked Dorit to the curb. Right. So Kyle was like, you used a, a falsified version of our story to take digs at me to make mm -hmm. my situation seem worse, which I, I believe you believe that, that makes sense to me yeah that makes sense to me too Dorit yeah. wanted a little bit of juice from the what's the what's the fruit of beverly hills juice from the diamond <laughs> juice from the diamond diamond juice yeah. um yeah and then i feel like Dorit, yeah kind of is under attack low-key this whole time yeah. like it's her versus kyle her versus garcelle and you her said, versus crystal you said she dressed like a bene Gesserit. yeah she does look like that i wouldn't use those words because i don't remember doing that deeply Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, she just, the Bene Gesserit and Dune are this, you know, sort of like this psychic community or whatever. Okay. And are they the one that put Paul's hand in a box? Yes. That is the community in which Paul is, um, yeah, Paul from Dune, Timothy Chalamet, he is a part of the Bene Gesserit community, as well as being uh, the son and heir of the uh, uh, Atreides family. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, she was serving Dune for sure. Um, but yeah, so like Garcelle hates Dorit. Um, she hates. hates, um, she goes, they bring up that attack conversation again of like, that it's problematic for Dorit to accuse Garcelle of attacking. Um, and she, Garcelle goes even further to say, you've been held at gunpoint in your household. So you know what an attack is, which I'm kind of like. I'm not even getting into like the racial part of it. It's kind of back to the crystal. Um, what did what word was she Dark. using? No, the um oh. about uh, Sutton entering the room. Oh, violation. Violation. I'm like, I don't want this like dictionary thing. Like it's just like I'm like, it, I I don't know. I'm like, you know the word. Okay, if if you're saying you can't use it because like of racial reasons, that's separate. But I'm like, we know that you can accuse someone of attacking you, yeah. like attacking yeah. your character. Like yeah. it's not that literal. 
Right. I, I, I agree with what you're saying about parsing uh, these words. I mean, I do remember at the time I was like Crystal's usage of violation felt strong. Yeah. You know, and then Crystal had to justify exactly what violation meant or whatever. So I think you're right if we have to keep parsing words. But I do think now forever that the the term attack will be loaded and people will be less likely to use yeah. it in the future. And maybe that's a good thing. Lindsay Hubbard says it. I noticed on this week on um, she said that she was attacked at the reunion. I was like, ding, attack. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll give Dorit a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, which is that she did say that if you look back through the footage of Beverly Hills, it has been said a thousand times. I mean, they rolled the footage of yeah. like all housewives that that that's that's just a common turn right. of phrase. But right. um, but then she had to be dumb and posted that um multiple posts about living happily living in her bubble that was very bad which is idiotic yeah that that was really bad multiple posts didn't take them down had to correct one and even andy said um that was horrible i don't yeah, know what he was the like you, you should have cut and run like yeah. what the fuck um and then uh dorit trying to like put a bow on it is like uh garcelle do you like me and she goes sometimes and she's like do you want to have a friendship and she's like i'm not sure <laughs> Which I kind of loved that she was like, yeah, I actually like, don't really like you. Like, which is clear. Yeah. Garcelle does not like Dorit. Yeah. Um, did you do you want to talk a little bit about the Anna Marie um, uh, sure. segment this of this? This was also so, especially the, um, did you watch the supersized version or whatever? Yeah. So I liked, I liked the Teddy stuff. Oh, yeah. I really liked, that was maybe the most entertaining thing for me because I think Teddy is so overhated that I almost find it absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and I want to stand her to the wind and like say Teddy's name through the rooftops because I didn't find Teddy that bad mm -hmm. at all. And I think it's totally fine for Kyle to have a legitimate friendship and bring someone around that she loves. Like, <laughs> Are you jealous of that BravoCon uh, question asker for getting so much airtime? <laughs> no, because their reaction to him. So the Bra they show a question from BravoCon, which is like, why are you letting that gnat Teddy always circle like a fly around you? They're like, or why do you why are you trying to make Teddy happen? Yeah. And then um, they all said that it was a vile, rude comment that they can't believe was ever asked. And I actually liked Kyle's response because that's how I feel. She was like, she was like, um, I don't have to make Teddy happen. She has already happened in my life and the lives of other people here. Yeah, she's like, she's essentially good friends with everyone on the stage. Yeah, like. and, then, and then Kyle does not like that Dorit didn't at that point say and defend Teddy and say, I also love <laughs> Teddy. And Dorit, Dorit said she didn't want to even give that horrible man a response. I'm like, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, yeah, I, she I also this. said she, there's this whole thing that I kind of forgot about that everyone Kyle's like, I'm used to being accused of being gay because everyone thought me and Teddy were in a relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the um, Teddy stuff was good. You got everybody should watch the extended version just and for then those. The moments. extended version really gets into the nitty gritty of the medical uh, details of it all for yes. the anesthesiology or nurse anesthetist. There's a huge, huge turf war between these two <laughs> different factions of anesthesiologists and anesthetists. Yeah, I want to watch that show. She kind of implied that she was saying that there's a turf war because essentially um, the MDs are against yes. the non-MDs because they perform the same. This is her take. Right. Don't get mad at me, medical community, uh, that they perform the same service but doctors charge more even though the nurses are capable of the same um but my i, I don't know anything about any of this but my understanding is that 
anesthesiology is like the most dangerous and important part of surgery and that it's like shouldn't be taken lightly so it's kind of a weird topic to be like actually it doesn't matter like yeah you know what i mean right (laughs) totally i was sort of i was a little bit zoning out because i sort of found this parsing to be on par with like dictionary parsing yeah it was was like like, so specific i sort of believe both of you i believe that anna marie maybe didn't represent herself or i believe that crystal didn't really understand but ultimately i do not care where we land here it's boring um but i did believe because at first when this all very first came up i was like it would be un- um, understandable for Crystal to have misheard or whatever. But when she says why she was so certain about it, I was like, oh, I believe you completely that she said she has this half sister yeah. who's right. literally an anesthesiologist. Right. She says she's a private practice at Cedars. This is how she operates. Da, 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 da. And so I'm like, well, then that's why it hit so hard for her. Like right. she specifically remembers. So one thing about Crystal, she, in my opinion, is boring and um, right. whatever. But I believe her mental, like, note taking so i was just yeah i was gonna say so crystal scoreboard for this season plus one yeah well did you like that um she uh andy was like you got your voice back this season what do you have to say and she goes i'm here and i'm loving it and i'm like you're out (laughs) you're out out. and also i i already said this but it took anna marie who flopped harder than anyone has ever flopped basically well you know among the worst flops in casting history for crystal to have two a -a tete-a-tete moment yeah two moments that we like sort of like and even they're not even that good but i did feel bad obviously for anna marie when she talked about what she was um struggling with the entire time i know i don't fully know i i get that she wanted to compartmentalize but i i I obviously would have found that to be much more endearing, like that she's going through this horrible, horrible thing other than like esophagus gate. But I understand completely why she did not want to discuss that. So it sort of, it added a little more nuance to Anna Marie's story and I felt bad, but I don't think it's enough even with her full apology about the esophagus, when she says, she says completely, I should have never, ever brought that up. Like full mea culpa still. I don't I don't think Anna Marie can have another season. Do you think friend of or just nothing? Ooh, the audience reaction is so bad. And even me, who's trying to add an alternate, you know, theory of her and say maybe she got just a really bad edit. And, and her esophagus thing, I knew she was just she was just pulling at, you know, she was just going at what's that? She like, weaponized she, her profession. Yeah, she did that. And it was just <laughs> it was just such a, a bad hill to die on for your entire season. Like one of the lamest things you could ever make a part of your story. Yeah. But still I just don't know if I saw enough, you know, merit in her as an entertaining figure to justify another no. season. Even as a friend of. Yeah. That would be I'd be sad if she was a friend of. Yeah. Did you like what um Kyle revealed uh that uh Crystal met Lisa Vanderpump and had to introduce herself because Lisa didn't know she was a housewife. And once she said, I'm on the show, she goes, is Kyle still on? <laughs> I love that. I believe both. Andy went, no. Yeah. They all <laughs> loved it. They all laughed. Kyle loves it. Um, I believe, I, I don't, I think Lisa, you know, obviously was being a little cheeky. I For think sure. she even knew Crystal. Sure. Um, we don't need to get into the child bride of it all. But what no. I do want to bring up is that um, because Crystal was like, fuck you. I went to college and I built a hundred million dollar company, which I think we maybe touched on this before, but. I assume that she doesn't talk about it because of the uh, Bethany clause. She doesn't want. Yeah, right. Her business right? can't be talked about because they, they because would get Because that a would be a huge, interesting storyline. I'm like, 
That would make her so much more interesting if we knew that next to everything else, she was running this massive company. They did show her one time at the coconut water factory. Do you remember? It was like for a second. I know, but you're you're killing it today. Bethany Claus is totally why she doesn't get to run rampant with her story. Because meanwhile, Loverboy is the exact opposite. Kyle holds the Loverboy in his confessional. Every party has 200 people drinking Loverboy. Like he's like, it's worth it. Oh, Yes. Whatever Bravo wants to take, it's obviously <laughs> worth it. I mean, he surprised everyone with Limoncello Loverboy the minute they stepped into the house in yeah. episode one. No, you're right. That's probably why she doesn't get to just show off her huge enterprise. I didn't hear about it until like a podcast. Um, and then um, she finally mentions it here. But I'm like, that's crazy that she has a bigger business than anyone yes. on the stage. And she just doesn't mention it. Yeah, it's I, I would almost, if I were Crystal and you actually enjoy uh, being a part of this universe, even though I don't think she does, really, truly. Yeah. I can't tell if Crystal likes being it, but I think it'd be worth it to have the like post-business Bravo Bethany Claus, where maybe they get a little bit, just so that you can have a compelling storyline if you yeah. want to stay on this show. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was interesting. And then there, there was a little bit of Kathy stuff, which I think maybe that's why they're bringing Kathy out, mm-hmm. because Kyle says that she thought it was awful of Dorit to not fully take Kyle's side when Kyle and Kathy were really going through it. I think that was last year. I'm almost positive that was last year. She says, why the hell were you even on Kathy's side at all? You met her like twice in your life. And I think she just couldn't uh, get past that Dorit didn't fully have her back, which that's a hard, that is a hard thing to get over. Yeah. I do kind of question Dorit's, um, that once Kyle mentioned that she felt like uh, Dorit plays to the audience, I was kind of like, I see it. Yeah, me too. Um, so did you, I, I think I'm, I'm hopeful that the next two parts are going to be good um, or, or one part. I don't know if it's a two part or a three part. It's three. Oh, it's three. Yeah. Okay. I'm hopeful. Um, and there's some stuff, there's some fertile, you know, <laughs> stuff to talk about here, but you know, not the best, but what could you expect from part one of a three part reunion when they have to talk about a lot of the stuff that we considered kind of boring, you know, yeah. throughout the season, but there's going to be some power in part three, I'm sure. For sure. Cool. Um, yeah, I think we did it. Look at us. I have to pee again. You do? Okay, so an hour and 50, <laughs> it's a little over where we wanted to go, but um, I hope, to, I'll, I'll do our little, you know, back of house business or whatever. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> this episode. We wanted to, we knew there was just so much that we had to talk about on this special Friday episode. We're going to release this on Friday. So ASAP. this is going to be out in the world the minute that this, um, we're done. And if you liked it, please, you know, we love reviews. We read everyone with tears in our eyes, <laughs> tears of pure joy or tears of hate if you say something mean but so please don't do that yeah and then also if you want to hear even more um there's patreon episodes that we have a whole huge backlog of vanderpump rules recaps yep every monday every monday okay well we love you and i hope you like this episode please let us know and be emphatic if you really did like this episode please let us know because this was sort of a rare opportunity for amy and i to do an extra episode tgif okay we love you (laughs) bye bye 